the bridge. Ain't nobody singing songs about Lawrence, Kansas. She ain't Los Angeles. Don't roll off the tongue. She don't sparkle like the lights of New York City. She ain't that kind of pretty. But she's where I'm from. And thank you for tuning into the 8160 on 90.9 The Bridge. A happy Tuesday evening to you. It is April on your calendar. However, we're treating this week's show as an extension of Women's History Month because they deserve way more than just one month. This week, we're celebrating one of my favorite people, Jackie Becker. And it's sort of been a celebration of Jackie lately. She was recently featured on Patrick Spray's blog, which is called Center Cuts. I listen to it on Spotify. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts. And then I just saw that Tim Finn wrote about Jackie Becker in In Kansas City Magazine. And it's a great article. And I learned a lot from both. Uh, the interview with Patrick is 92 minutes, I think. And then with the article from Tim. And then I've known you. She's sitting here on a Zoom call with me. I'm just <laughs> looking at her. I've known Jackie since at least 1997 when I was in college. And I can remember the day I first properly met you. And we were at lunch. I was selling advertising for the University Daily Kansan student newspaper. And it was September 15th, 1997. And the night before that, there was a show at the Granada that just did terrible. It was, I felt so bad. It was Dog's Eye View. And they had like a couple hits back then. And I loved every second of the show. And I was showed up to lunch. It was me and you and Don Simon, who I think you went to school with. Spider, yes. Spider, <laughs> who was my boss at the University Daily Kansas newspaper. And we had lunch, of course, at Free State. I told you how much I love that show. And then been friends ever since, since 1997. <laughs> and uh, lucky to have called you a friend. And thanks for joining us today on the 8160. And congrats yeah, on getting some uh, accolades and praise you also had a really great article recently in The Pitch about your lost love of the music community right now and all the things in the music world. So hello, Jackie. Oh, hello there, Chris. Yeah, it's it's a little surreal because I've I spent my whole life. I think anyone that knows me knows I'm a behind the scenes person. I'm not that person who wants to be out in front and accolades are uh, don't come easy to me. You know, I, I, I don't think it's about me ever with what I do in my career. I think it's about the artist and the bands and the fans. And, and so to have all of this descend on me at the same time, you know, and, and so much of it, I think, came from that article in the pitch, you know, thanks, Nick Spacek, who I just, you know, it's been really emotional. It's been really hard for this thing, this creative thing that I get to be a part of right. all of my life. Basically, most of my life was, you know, ripped away from us for a very extended period of time. And it, it you know, utilizing my creative writing degree from the University of Kansas, right. you know, it, I, I put that to use and I think it it shook a lot of people. And I think it, it, it resonated with, you know, friends like you, Chris, and like Tim right. Finn and like Patrick, you know, people that I respect who do music in a different form in a different media here in, in, in our area. And so I think it's all of us connecting together about this loss of something that we care so much about. Right. Well, the opening song we came in on was called Lawrence, Kansas. It's by a musician named Ashley Ray, who's from Lawrence, Kansas, but currently lives in Nashville. And I played that part specifically because when I think of Lawrence, Kansas, I think of Jackie Becker. 
to set the scene, we are on a Zoom call. I'm Chris. That's Jackie. This is the 8160 on 90 the bridge. What I'm looking at in her Zoom window, she's wearing a William Elliott Whitmore sweatshirt. <laughs> uh, there's a Mogwai poster, an OK Go poster, the sword poster. Is that the Decemberist up there? As a Decemberist and a modest mouse also. <laughs> <laughs> I got a murder uh, my death and every time I die on the other side and a super chunk rocket from the crypt. These are all concert posters framed on a wall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wearing it all on your Zoom sleeve, so to speak. Yeah. My whole house is covered in music except one room that I have just for local uh, artists. Everything yes. else is everywhere you look, there's a music poster somewhere in my house. It's just there's or there's a record collection or a CD collection or, you know, yeah, I've just music is everywhere in my world. So to go a little deeper in this, and I know that you said it recently in a podcast, and I always kind of try to play the same role of Switzerland, try to remain uh, neutral in, in the path. And, um, but what I want to say about you is, you know, I'm friends with all the guys at Mammoth and everybody at AEG and everybody at Record Bar and Riot Room and all the promoters. But when it comes to announcing shows, for whatever reason, you've carved out this path that goes through like my favorite artists ever and always. And uh, you would send me these texts sometime and they're teasing me like, I got a big one announcing on Friday. When you started doing those early on, I would be a punk. I'm like, who, who, who? And then I learned to respect the game. And then I just sit and wait for the announcement. But uh, you've always had my musical palette nailed. And um, one of the last things I got to announce with you before they let all of us go over at the Kansas City Star was Purity Ring. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't remember the original date, but it was COVID t- during COVID times. And it's now been reannounced, which is awesome. November 30th, Purity Ring will be at the Granada, hopefully. Anybody who wants one will have had a, a vaccine shot by then. I've got my two, which I'm excited about. Have you got any yet? Yeah, I am. Um, for those who know me in Lawrence, I always, uh, I, besides doing music, I do do a lot of uh, volunteer work in our community. And I spend a lot of time at Just Food. And I was part of the plan B when if something would have happened to one of our staff members or people in order to keep Just Food open and our ability to make sure our county was able to always have access to healthy foods. Uh, when we did have a COVID positive test, I took over to help run the organization for that week while you know we were we couldn't be open but could do curbside so the wonderful executive director of just food qualified me as an essential worker through nice. their team for the work that I did so I was lucky enough to get vaccinated a month or so ago so nice. yes I'm fully vaccinated and and uh volunteering every week still at just food because you know food is good and healthy food for all is what you know means a lot to me you know right next to my music world is sure. making sure that the world can be given healthy food and have access to food is really well, and, to me. And that's the last time we really talked was back to the election day mm-hmm. when you were working with an organization that was setting up food trucks connected to the election. So people would not be deterred by the length of the line. If they got hungry, they would be able to get free food while they waited in line. Yeah. And we had this idea of bands and stuff, and that didn't really work out because COVID was crazy. And yeah. we didn't want people congregating at a stage in Arrowhead parking lot when they should be voting. But exactly. it was a fun project. We still had a DJ out there. Mm-hmm. And then you got to feed all those people. What was the name of that organization? Uh, World Central Kitchen, Jose right. Andres, uh, the genius that he is. May he win every Nobel Peace Prize along with Dolly Parton. But um, <laughs> but uh, he and AOC, why not? But uh, 
he, you know, it was his concept of chefs for the polls. And basically across the country, we fed people every single day. And now seeing what they're doing in Georgia, where they're taking water and food opportunities away from voters, it, the, the suppression is insane. And to, to realize that you may not have a meal because you're waiting in line to vote, something that is legally your right to do in our country just sickens me. And uh, so chefs for the polls, we did it and we fed 5,000 people out at wow. Arrowhead Stadium and out at 18th and Vine. We had two places that we fed community people uh, that day. And it was it was incredible. And yeah, DJ Joe was out there. And, you know, to be honest, it was a lot of moms and their kids getting off work. And, and there was nothing better than to give them this giant thing of food for their kids to take home and be able to eat after uh, showing up to vote because yeah. their vote worked. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah. I so could that tell, was the last time we chatted. I could tell this show could go on for four hours, but um, <laughs> there is a there is a, a, a theme to this show. And what I have done is having gone to shows you've booked for so long, I went back as a celebration of you and I picked out some of my favorite shows that you've ever booked. So to get a little closer to some music, yeah. going back August 27th, 2012, you booked Purity Ring at the jackpot. And that was August 27th. If anyone remembers, Steve, jackpot had an amazing HVAC system. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, did they? <laughs> and that show was very, very, very sold out. It was probably, I don't know, like 105 degrees inside the jackpot. And I remember so many things from that show, but I'll, I'll just talk about the very end of the show. Um, I'm embarrassed that I don't know her name, the lead singer of Purity Ring, but she stepped to the, the, the front of the stage and she turned around, grabbed her beer and just laid down on the crowd and let them crowd surf her to the merch booth. Yes. <laughs> where they sold merch for almost two hours. And you knew that band was going to be just massive. And they are. They've played festivals everywhere. They're coming back here. And to be for that show to be in Granada, that'll probably sell out November 30th. Yeah. Uh, always have a, a great stage show, a great stage. I think the last time I saw them was at Uptown. Mm-hmm. Beautiful stage show. Yeah, Megan and, uh, Jones is her name. And right. what I've loved about Purity Ring is she always has such a unique visual appearance on stage, be it her lighting or how they do their video and, and the things. And so, yeah, you, you kind of knew Purity Ring was going to be something really special because they really incorporated both being musicians and then also the experience. And right. uh, yeah, and the jackpot, you know, the jackpot had such a history of so many things we crammed in there with the amazing AC that they <laughs> had, you know, yeah. and, and, and uh, you know, you got a little sweaty when you were there most of the time. Sure. So. Well, to, to play some music for you, a song that I'm sure we heard that night from the Purity Ring. The song is called Fine Shrine, and it was one of their biggest singles that came out uh, when they were launching. And I imagine if you go see them on November 30th at their Granada, tickets available now, you would probably hear this song that night. And Jackie booked that show, too. Here's some music from Purity Ring. Here is Fine Shrine.
160 on the Bridge is brought to you by 7th Heaven, your neighborhood music shop, smoke shop, and love shop. Open seven days a week in Blue Springs and at 7621 Troost. You're gonna witness all the days You never stood to fight for your name And I will be
And that was music from Zola Jesus. The song was called Dangerous Days. We're playing that for you this week here on the 8160 on 90.9 The Bridge as we continue an addendum to Women's History Month as we take a minute to celebrate Jackie Becker, one of the hardest working people I know in the Kansas City area music business. And she's joining us this week via Zoom to hang out and talk about some of my favorite shows that she's ever booked. Thank you for joining us. That show, Zola Jesus, almost 10 years ago. I can't believe it's been 10 years. It was February 24th, 2012 at the Granada. Do you remember the stage production? She brought a little baby volcano with her. Yes, it was that a volcano in the center of the stage. And I really loved Zola Jesus because she grew up in a small town in Wisconsin. Right, right. It was basically where my grandmother's cabin was in way northern Wisconsin. So I first heard her on NPR, actually. Like, that's where I heard it. And they were talking about how her music related to where she grew up. And I was like, this sounds like Wisconsin. And then learning that where she grew up was where I hung out as a kid in my summers. I I really connected with her and felt that sparseness of Wisconsin, the, the cold of Wisconsin. But then also this in that silence, you can create so much beauty surrounded by giant trees and bubbling brooks in the springtime in the summer. And, and so I just I just found her voice really. It's just unlike anyone else's voice. And, and uh, that show at the Granada was just really special. And again, yeah, that volcano in the middle of the stage. And what you said there about Wisconsin, too, lends itself to uh, what makes me appreciate you so much is that but you're willing to take that risk when you see something that you like and these are the people you want in your corner people who are willing to take risks on music and i know you've done that your entire career and that night zola jesus that was a risk and i I know it paid off for you it paid off for me Uh, tim finn was there and it blew him away i remember um alicia solombrino was there and it blew her away when you find those types of artists you know like you just start telling people, like I told Alicia, like, you need to come check this out. And you probably saw me walk in with honestly 10 other women. Cause I was like, you all need to check this out. This is, this is unlike any other voice and person. And then she had that presence on stage of just like a cat, you know? And, and yeah. so you could sense that her energy was just right and uniquely hers. And, and it's just exciting, you know, again, to know that you can hear something once track it down, book it, bring it to a community and then see them go on to have a, a long-term career, like you right. said, with Purity Ring or now with Zola Jesus, you know, and they may not make it to the Sprint Center and that's okay if they can continue to tour and make the music that makes them happy and play my smaller rooms that I get to work right. in and I'm all for it. <laughs> I remember you being like that with Angel Olsen too and yeah. I saw you there and you had this parade <laughs> of women behind you, one of them Kristen Pauladin, whose music I think we played on the show two weeks ago Lesser Pleasures, but the same thing you know, you're know, you breaking that artist and again in my notes, things that you've been on first before anybody and the biggest one of note lately and I punched myself for this still was Lizzo <laughs> You were on her so fast and we were talking about her for middle and then of course it wouldn't have worked out in the end anyway but i remember like i don't know do you think that people are going to catch on to her and fast forward and we've now taken my wife's niece who's was five maybe four at the time to lizzo when she played the sold out show at the midland and she knows half the words and she's four yeah and uh, just caught fire. And then one of my favorite bands in all of the world, you first booked them at Record Bar so, so long ago. And that, of course, is The National. The October, National. Uh, October 30th. Pat. Pat. Uh. October 30th, 2005. Mm-hmm. And if you go back to the Grammys a couple weeks ago, Aaron Desner's up there receiving Grammys that, for the music he wrote and produced for Taylor Swift now. Mm-hmm. And uh, But you were there first, Jackie Becker. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, we're taking a minute this week to, to talk about you and give Jackie Becker appreciation show here on the 8160 on 90.9 on the bridge on our addendum to Women's History Month. But you had a show announcement you told me about, which I'm excited to do live on this show. Maybe somebody heard about it earlier today, but tell us about this new show we're now, you're announcing. Oh, well, we're, we're continuing, I guess, on this uh, this women's history path and yes. up, up, you know, props to the ladies, but uh, really excited for uh, November 15th at the Granada. Uh, Julian Baker's returning. And if anyone remembers the last time she performed at the Granada, it was potentially the quietest show I've yes. ever heard there with the most respectful crowd holding their breath, breaking down into tears and just sobs of, of humans just being so moved by her performance and the the intimacy, you know, because she's very minimalist, you know, Absolutely. And, and that performance was just, you know, again, take my breath away, <laughs> you know, like it, that was it, you know, and so, so excited to have her coming back to the Granada and in the Granada and it's hopefully a beautiful new renovated form. So it's going to, it's going to be really exciting to have her back on November 15th. But uh, such a beautiful show. That new record's great and heavy rotation on the bridge as well. And let me use that as a natural segue <laughs> to another act who's been in such heavy rotation on the bridge. And that is Waxahachie. Mm -hmm. You have had her again it was so early on her no <laughs> uh, october 18th 2015 at the jackpot uh, katie crutchfield is her real name and now she lives here in yeah. kansas city <laughs> i remember watching that show and just being floored and i had seen her at south by and was so excited when you announced it and she's one of the artists she released a record right as covid hit when a lot of people especially big label acts stopped releasing music mm -hmm. and because of that her record blew up more than anything she's ever done before all over not only NPR but Rolling Stone and those sorts of things picked it up and she got some great praise an amazing record and uh, we're going to play the song Lilacs in a second but what do you want to say about Katie Crutchfield oh I mean definitely one of my top five records of last year again back to this whole finding your voice using the voice you have to just melt people's hearts and, and woo I mean she's such a storyteller in a manner that a voice that I've never heard before and I'm excited you know we we have a show working on a show um, in Kansas City and and you know it's just make you know we're gonna have to probably move it again but she'll she'll be don't worry you'll be seeing Waxahachie soon at Knuckleheads I just don't have the exact date on that yet but it's so nice to have Katie in town and I was joking with her agent the other day that because um, I was talking about how I had left my house in a while and he's like well I'm gonna send Katie over there I'm like well beware she's gonna come into my house hang out with my cats and my tarantula and we're gonna I'm gonna cook her a bunch of food and she's never gonna leave <laughs> And he's like, okay, that's a bad idea. So, you know, it's, it's great to have her in our community and, and being a, a, just another positive force to, to talk about all the great music that's in Kansas City and all the good reasons why you should live in the Kansas City Lawrence area. But why don't we hear it? Let's hear some music from Waxahachie from a record that came out last year. It was one of my favorite albums of the year as well. Here's the song Lilacs. Through the day, I 
And that was music from churches. The song was called We Sync. And we played that because this week here on the 8160 on 90.9 The Bridge, we're celebrating Jackie Becker as an addendum, an extension of Women's History Month. And we're celebrating some of our favorite shows that she's ever booked. And churches way back at the Granada, June 7th, 2013. You booked them there. Uh, Lauren Mabry, another powerful woman uh, in music, spoken out so much against how people behave at concerts, people behave with women in crowd surfing and uh, acceptance. She's such a great proponent of, but uh, you booked that show early. And I remember that's 2013. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw her at South by and I was standing next to Tom Windish mm-hmm. at his showcase at South by Southwest. Tom's a big guy at Paradigm, a big music uh, booker. Three months later, you had him at the Granada and I couldn't believe you had him at the Granada. <laughs> and I think that was announced before South by, which made it even greater. It's like, I get to see this great band in three months in my own home court, so to speak. Tell us a little bit about churches and maybe your experience with Lauren. Well, you know, and for that one, it was, again, I, I found the song and I was like this is really good this is that total 80s you know vibe of my youth growing up you know like hearing the joy division keyboards and i'm like oh this is gonna be huge you know and you know so you you hear a song you figure out who books them and you reach out and i remember talking to mike logan from the granada i'm like this is gonna sell out it's gonna be big he's like oh i don't know a saturday night i don't want to give you a saturday and i'm like give me the saturday night it's gonna work and it it's sold out and i was yeah. like told you so and <laughs> You know, again, they pulled it off live. It's that whole, it's just, you know, the the synth and the beats and then her outspokenness. And, and it was, you know, it was just a pleasure. And I knew they were going to be enormous. And they've continued again to have a career, you know, from that initial first tour or first time at South By, you know, really being able to find her voice and, and find a very, you know, strong voice and a very proud voice of, of, you're right, how women can be treated at concerts and what she's gone through in her own life in terms of understanding boundaries, you know, right. in music and that you can't, you know, sitting in front of the bus all day wanting to speak to someone isn't always okay and not what every artist wants and you know again crowd surfing you can't touch women I you know I look at that because I back in the day I remember Lollapalooza and I wrote this poem you know about how angry I was at Lollapalooza because I watched girls get turned over and get fondled and I was like why are people doing this why is no one helping you know and and I couldn't get there to stop it you know but that's you know something that's always crossed my mind is the safety of anyone at a concert are you safe do you feel well we need to create spaces for that and and churches has helped push that right. you know level of understanding another powerful woman in music uh, that you booked you probably had her at the record bar before this but i saw her for the first time at the bottleneck february 15th 2010 st vincent <laughs> also known as annie clark did you book the, the record bar show too Yes, I did. I, I did all of those. And I met Annie years earlier because she toured with Sufjan Stevens. And right. she was in Sufjan Stevens' backing band when they did the Illinois tour at the Bottleneck, but uh, two years before that, I think, if my, my, my years are correct. And so I knew that she was going on to do other things. And I, you know, you work with Sufjan and then you heard, you know, you heard her music and I'm like, oh my goodness, this, again, going back to this human being is creating something I've never heard before. And now to watch her develop into this, you know, every, every woman, every person show performance, you know, acting video, you know, cinematography, she does it all and shreds on a guitar, you know, and in heels because she wants to wear heels and she's going to wear fishnets because she wants to wear fishnets and she's going to do her hair over the 
she wants. And I love that. You know, I love that about her. And she's going to be on SNL. You know, I guess she'll be on SNL. You will have been on (laughs) SNL. We're recording this show that night at the bottleneck. What I remember most was her sister went to the University of Kansas. Correct. And she's originally from Oklahoma. And she Mm -hmm. told all these stories about hanging out at college parties when she was way too young and her great memories of Lawrence. And that's what I remember so much about that show. Yeah, Just an amazing performer. She'll be out on tour sometime soon too. But uh, we're going to play Now Now from St. Vincent as we continue to celebrate the bookings of Jackie Becker here on the 8160 on 90.9 The Bridge. Here is music from St. Vincent, Now Now.
are the best songs ever written about playing the guitar? I asked, you answered, and it's a whole playlist of songs about axe shredding and six string strumming on the next World Cafe. Tonight at 7 on 90.9, The Bridge. The Vinyl Underground at 7th Heaven buys and sells new and used vinyl records, cassettes, 8-tracks, and reel-to-reel, plus concert, lowbrow, and poster art, along with new and vintage stereo equipment. They also sell needles, cartridges, head shells, sleeves, and record cleaning supplies. If it has to do with vinyl, they have you covered. The Vinyl Underground for your vinyl fix at 7th Heaven, 7621 Troost and online at 7thHeavenKC.com. 20 years of member-supported music discovery. Become a member or donate to support 20 more years of music discovery. Go to bridge909.org support.
that was music from Dessa from Minneapolis, Minnesota. The song is called Call Off Your Ghost. She's played so many different shows here in Kansas City and the Lawrence area as Dessa and also part of a hip-hop collective from Minneapolis that I absolutely adore named Doomtree. And they've been booked in this market so many times because the great Jackie Becker booked them here. And this week's show on the 8160 is all about Jackie Becker. Recently, she was also featured on a podcast from our friends over at Center Cut Records, which you can listen to wherever you listen to podcasts. If you look for Center Cuts is the name of their podcast. And also Tim Finn just wrote about Jackie at In Kansas City. You can read about that on their online magazine. And we're talking about her today. She's hanging out with us via Zoom from her house in Lawrence, Kansas. And I'm hanging out in my dining room in Kansas City, Missouri. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Dessa? Oh, I mean, like I said, Dessa's part of the, the Doomtree family who uh, POS had connections to a group of friends that I knew from the band called Ten Grand and a person named Matt Davis, who was that lead singer who passed away. And so I got to know all of them that way pretty closely because we were, they had all toured together a long time ago. So Lawrence was always kind of a second home. Like they'd play Minneapolis and they'd stop Iowa City and Lawrence. Like we were all right. just part of that little circle. And so I got to work with them a lot. And, you know, with Dessa, you know, she's an amazing writer and, you know, she's a published author at this point. And, you know, I would love in my dreams, I would love Dessa to play down in Lawrence with a symphony. You know, that would be the coolest thing ever. Like she's been able to do in Minneapolis. But right. You know, anytime Dessa wants to to join our ranks down here in Lawrence, um, I know there's a there's a breakfast stop called the Roost, who are her biggest supporters down in Lawrence really? too. Oh yeah, the the Jollies, my good friends, are the biggest Doomtree and Dessa fans I've ever met. They go up there all the time. They've seen all of her shows. Awesome. So you know, I think about her there, like Liberty Hall, playing something really formal, or the Lead Center, or the Uptown. You know, but you know. Maybe someday, but yeah, come on down, Dessa. We'd love to have you here. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you'd want to answer it. I mean, I know in addition to missing the work, all the stuff you do behind the scenes, is there something, an act out there, maybe that you've you've discovered during COVID times that if you could see any show tonight, who <laughs> who would that be? Oh, so if I could see any show tonight, I think anyone that knows me knows I want to see every time I die. <laughs> yeah. I love every time I die. They're my they're my dudes from. Buffalo and they put on the greatest live shows ever. I think they flat out are the greatest live band of the last two decades. You know, there wow. there's nothing like them. And I know it's nothing new that I've found, but if you listen to some of the new singles that they've put out of for their new record that's coming out, they continue to fine tune and keep finding their own lane for where they fit in with music. And they're just some of the most most special people I could ever think about. But uh, one of the artists I'm really excited about right now is called uh, Dante Elefante, and you should check them out and uh it's got a good groove to it it's got a couple of beats to it and he's got a nice little mustache that makes you go Woo! and uh i really enjoy it so that would be something i i would really like to see also uh g flip i've been listening to some of that and i really enjoy that a lot too so those are some of my my stuff out there that i wish i wish they were touring i wish i could find them i wish they could play in my my living room or my basement or my backyard <laughs> i was gonna ask you i mean how do you listen to music do you are you a spotify person are you do you follow five different pages of I was a SoundCloud person for a long time. I, I, you know, when SoundCloud was really, cause I, I didn't want to use Spotify. I tried to stay away from it as long as I could, but I, I do mostly Spotify with things. Now I buy records, you know, I, I do a lot of vinyl listening always, but you know, I had to slow that down a bit when, you know, you're not really working for a year. So my life, my recorded music purchasing was a little bit slower. And then, you know, like I said, I, I, you know, Bandcamp Fridays, I try to always dive in on those days and see what I can track down and look for. And, and, you know, this year I've learned when I want, 
wander into places now and I hear something I don't know, I've tried to figure out what it is, you know, like I I was, I mean, again, I was at the roost the other day getting coffee and I'm like, what doom band is this, you know, and had to like search out what it was. And, you know, you just never know how you can find music. I, I, I try to, you know, I read things, I listen, I, you know, NPR is a wonderful place to find new things. And, and so it, it just kind of varies, you know, but I listen to younger kids, like, what are you listening to? And you just ask them and kids tend to, you know, they love music too. So you, right. you can sometimes find new things that way. So I've talked about Aaron Rhodes, Shuttlecock Marathon. Oh, and Aaron, so much. Using him as a filter anymore because he's 22 or 23 and yeah. he knows these kids and he is of the SoundCloud generation mm-hmm. and he's all, he's got those finger on the tip of it all. And I'm, yeah. I'm appreciate what he's given. Yeah, some of the new stuff he's been sharing, you know, I these are artists I probably wouldn't find in Kansas City on my own and he's giving me access to it and allowing me to find some of these amazing new musicians and, and artists that are out there and I give him some big props. He, he's definitely cultivating music that I, I like. <laughs> All right. Uh, another question before we talk about another show. Who's the coolest person in your phone you can text? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, shout out to Chris Caraba, Dashboard oh, Professional. Nice. Yeah, I, I can, Chris and I text every now and then. And, you know, when he had his injury, I checked in on him and, and whatnot. And, and Chris is a, he's a good human and someone I, I care for that I've known a really long time since I paid him $100 to play at the hurricane on his way down to South by Southwest, you wow. know, so it's it's one of those things. And so I, I'd say probably him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously, Adam from Murder by Death, too. You know, he's yeah. he's, an easy, he's an easy go to. We talk all the time, too. I, I, I was I was betting on a Murder by Death uh, pick. <laughs> Another one of my shows that you booked that I absolutely loved was Sharon Jones and Valerie June at Liberty Hall, March 8th, 2014. And you mentioned Jackie Becker, that that was one of the most important shows to you that you've ever booked. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that show? Uh, well, Sharon Jones, um, I miss you so every every day. And I know I'm saying the F word a lot, but it's it's the truth. Sharon Jones was a force. And, uh, you know, I, I think as people joke, like she heard about the election and she's like, and I'm out. Bye. <laughs> you know, like that's what, what her band has joked about. You know, the Dap Kings have said that about her. She was a cancer survivor uh, two times over, three times over. And um, yeah. my good friend, Kathy, had also just survived cancer at that time. Uh, also, you know, no hair, you know, and there we were up in the balcony dancing and singing to Sharon. And I had I hadn't seen Valerie June at that time. I didn't quite know who she was, so I, I should backstep. And this woman comes out on stage and just, again, sucks the air out of the room as everyone just goes, who is this? Sharon came on and did her thing and blew everyone away. And she always invites women in the crowd to come up on stage and dance. And it was such a powerful night. No, oh, it's it still hurts me. I, you know, the first... Again, she was a force and she was a force for good and she was a force for strength and she was a force for a party, you know, and and it just, you know, that night at Liberty Hall, you know, she she met everybody. She was, you know, she met my friend Kathy. They hugged one another as survivors of cancer. And then, you know what we did? We rolled on down to the jackpot and then DJ Josh Powers was spinning and we danced the night away That's and awesome. Sharon, no shoes just out there cutting a rug. And, <laughs> and I always think about Sharon's shoes. Cause the last time I saw her, she had left her shoes in the dressing room. And uh, my friend, Andy Fry, who was the runner that day out at, at crossroads had to go bring her shoes to her because uh, she'd forgotten them and drove them back to the hotel for her. And that was the last time we saw her, but I'll never, you know, Sharon's shoes, they always sparkled. They always shine just like, just like her bright eyes and, and her beautiful smile and that voice. And yeah. uh, 
I, well, I will miss her dear every day, but I cherish the music she gave us, you know? That was March 8th, 2014, again at Liberty Hall. And that's the voice of Jackie Becker hanging out with us this week here on the 8160 as we celebrate some of my favorite shows that Jackie Becker's booked. But let's hear some music from Sharon Jones. Let's hear the song Stranger to My Happiness. Here it is.
Well, it's another successful funding drive in the books, and we couldn't have done it without you. Your incredible generosity will help power the music you love for months to come. Listener support makes the programs you rely on, whether it's The Morning Show, A160, Revival, Z Show, Sonic Spectrum, or the brand new Go DJ, all possible. Not to mention, you allow us to continue our mission of supporting local music and the Kansas City music community that we all love. Thank you for your support of 90.9 The Bridge. The Bridge is proud to support the Kansas City Artists Coalition, located in the heart of Midtown at 3200 Gillum Road. For more than 40 years, the Kansas City Artists Coalition has been supporting artists at every level in their career through exhibitions, education, and artist studios. With monthly exhibitions, there's always something to see and experience at the Kansas City Artists Coalition. Gallery visits are open to the public Wednesdays through Saturdays, 11 to 5, and every first Friday. More information is available at KansasCityArtistsCoalition.org. The 81 60 on the bridge is brought to you by seventh heaven your neighborhood music shop smoke shop and love shop open seven days a week in blue springs and at 7621 troost songs you know songs you don't know songs you should know 90.9 the bridge that was music from the great sharon jones and the dap kings the song was called stranger to my happiness we played it as we continue to celebrate jackie becker this week here on the 8160 as we have made an official addendum to women's history month extending it for at least one extra week uh here on the 8160 anyway official Uh, addendum i want that to be my (laughs) new nickname i'm the official addendum (laughs) (laughs) that was sharon jones and we're gonna end the show with music from nico case you've booked her so many different places i think the first time i saw her at a club show was april 6 2007 at liberty hall i would definitely have to say the most artwork murder by death is probably up there too but i think the most regionally created artwork for shows has been nico case because she always brings amazing art on the road with her and then i always have x number of designers who want to create artwork about her for our show so some of the most posters i have of really incredible artwork from valhalla or blue collar wherever i've gotten it from hammer has, press has, has neat hammer press there's one yeah. i forgot about has neek has nico case all over it right yeah. those are all in my basement right now actually <laughs> as we are winding down again just wanted to say thank you thanks for sitting down with us thanks for busting your butt for all these years bringing in so many great shows and i know once they start announcing we're going to get more and more and then there's our calendars are going to be full fourth quarter or everything is, I think is going to be full. Hopefully people have, can save their stimulus money from now and have it to buy concert tickets when all this stuff gets yeah, out there. That's, that's what I'm telling everybody is just like, you know, don't ask for any guest list, please buy tickets. You know, please know the line might be a little longer because it's going to take us some time to get everyone in safely, you know, buy those drinks and please buy merch. You know, when you get there, buy the merch to wait in line for that record. It's going to be worth it because the artists need it. The venue need you to buy some drinks and I need you to buy some tickets. And uh, so all those friends who've already told me, I bought a ticket to this, I bought a ticket to this, you know, I appreciate you and love you all for already starting to invest back in the industry of live music. I want to hug all these people that I've just, again, I've only Zoomed with or emailed with for over a year. And I want to see all those faces of the people that I remember who went to every show and were first in line. I want to see you again and we'll be ready for you. And if you want to get in line early, put your little blanket down, you can do that. And we'll be ready for you to bring you in safely. And I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. But uh, we are going to play one more song as we wrap up this week's 8160, where we've been hanging out with Jackie Becker. And the song we're going to play again is from Nico Case. 
The song is called Man. Thank you so much, Jackie. And uh, we'll see you at a concert sometime soon. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. And here's music from Nico Case. The song is called Man. Thanks, everybody. TBG Warrensburg, Kansas City. Celebrating 20 years of being the place to discover music. Member supported 90.9.